Central. This is Tech Radio. All things computers, gadgets and web happening right now in Ireland. Hear us anytime on iTunes or download from techcentral.ie. Central. How are you doing? And welcome to Tech Radio, the number one Irish tech podcast, bringing you news and tech from around Ireland and, of course, across the world. Uh, you can hear Tech Radio on air with RTE Friday evenings or anytime you like with your favourite podcasting app from Apple, Google, or Spotify. We also keep you bang up to date daily on all things tech with hourly updates and daily newsletters, which you can grab for free at TechCentral.ie. My name is Dusty Rose. This is episode eight hundred and forty. As we say, hello. Good day, as always, to our editor-in-chief at uh, Tech Central, Niall Kitson. Life treating you well, Niall? Uh, It is, yeah. And good day to our Australian listeners who are (laughs) just about coming out of lockdown. If you live in Melbourne... So if you live in have you got people in Melbourne? Do you? I do actually, yeah. Oh, yeah so do, do we, so do we. We must all go for Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously 2021 or after. <laughs> yeah, so assuming there is a, you know, air travel. Yeah, assuming then. there is a 2021. Yeah. <laughs> Anywho. Oh, this lockdown is driving me nuts. Yeah. Anyways. Six, uh, five more weeks of this. Be grand. We have, uh, well, you have rather had your hands on the Surface Book uh, 3 with Microsoft. I'm dying to hear about that. Yeah. But let's get through a couple of bits and pieces of uh, uh, of news during the week. You've got a couple of bits. I've got a couple of bits. Um, but uh, did, uh, I'll just start off with a quickie, Johnny Ive. Sure. Now, this is just quite surprised me because he finished up an Apple there. What? When did he finish? Is the, It's the good uh, of the year now, anyway. It's, 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 no, it's more than a year and it might be two. Right. Uh, okay. It's somewhere between that. It's, it, it's over a year, anyway. Yeah. He's been on uh, what they, uh, it's not quite gardening leave. Gardening leave is when you're, you're let go. But uh, he's, he's just been finding himself, I, I think is a, a, a nicer way to put it. Mm. And uh, so now he has made his great comeback to the world of tech. Mm. Uh, he set up his own company, uh, Love From is the name of it, and he's going to be working with Apple. But he also announced this week, or rather he didn't announce it, but his new client announced it, Airbnb. Yeah. And it was a fantastic press release, all right, because mm-hmm. Airbnb are going, we are working with Johnny Ive. Johnny, the man who worked for 20 years with Apple, Mm. iconic design with the iPod and the this and the that and the other. It's going to be amazing. Uh And then the question was asked, and what's he going to do with Airbnb? And they went, well, we're not going to say this to you. Yeah. (laughs) Given that nobody can use their service at the moment because we're all in lockdown. Well, there you go. uh, And the terms of their service is changing all around the world. I mean, in Ireland, if you let out your apartment on Airbnb for, is it more than 90 days in the year, you have to register as a business? Yes, Um, yes. That'd be common in a lot of countries now. That's that's a bit of a pain in the neck for them. They also had to let go 25% of their staff this year. Uh, off the back of the pandemic. So personally, this is grasping at straws, really. This is a company that is going to see a serious hit to its financials, has let a lot of people go, is on the wrong side of history in a lot of cities at the moment where we're going to have Mm. a struggling hospitality sector once the pandemic passes. Do Mm -hmm. you know what? A, A press release is probably the most sympathy they're going to get from me out They're of this. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, 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 you take a very pessimistic look well, I at just, the world I and, just, and lockdown and stuff like that. I, I don't look at it as in, you know, this is a disaster for all of these. The world is changing and the world just constantly changes. 
Well, that's and true. companies and corporations come and go, and maybe this is the time for certain corporations. But I think, um, like I was, I was talking to somebody, and we were kind of talking about, you know, when lockdown ends, and you know, will it be a good Christmas, a bad Christmas? What about next year? Um, one of the things is that because people aren't going out, we're not spending the discretionary money that we would normally spending on meals at restaurants and pints and holidays and uh, weekends away and uh, whatever else. Mm, very true. Um, and quite possibly everybody is uh, just going to go nuts with all that money they have in their bank accounts and we could be looking at a reenactment of the Roaring Twenties. Well, I, I heard that argument today as well uh, from people that are working uh, in low paid jobs at the moment, people in their early 20s. Uh, they're saying, look, we can't get a proper job at the moment, but there's a lot of people out there who have proper jobs that aren't spending money. Uh, so, you know, it's kind of inevitable that this is going to happen and there will be money available to support the arts and creatives uh, again, mm. which would be wonderful. Um, mm. Yeah. Now, I will say, like, I got my bank statement for the period April, May. And like I went, I was looking for extra pages. I was like, wow, I actually spent this little in terms mm-hmm. of transactions over this period. Now, I will say when I get my next statement, it's going to be a lot busier. And I'll tell you why. And it's it's to my shame in, in certain respects. But and also it shows that we, we are adapting to living in, in lockdown conditions. The amount of orders going through Just Eat and Deliveroo. It's shameful. Well, that's just, you know, your body's a temple now. Well, it's it's a crumbling <laughs> temple. You know, and, and that ad with Snoop Doggy Dog on it. It's, it's an old gothic <laughs> it's temple. To you. Did somebody say? <laughs> Do you know what? It's, it's, it's pretty embarrassing. But, you know, at the same time, what else are you going to do? Well, this, this 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 is true. Anyways, listen, away from diet, tell me yeah. about uh, what you've got that, that's attracted you in the news this week. Okay. How, do you know what a quibby is? A, a quibby. Quibby. Q-U-I-B-I. Q-U-I-B-I. No idea. What is it? Well, I tell you, a lot of very wealthy people knew what a quibby was. Uh, it raised $1.7 billion dollars was headed up by uh, Jeffrey Katzenberg, who you might know as the co-founder of DreamWorks Animation. Uh, his business partner was Meg Whitman, former head of HP. And uh, a bunch of other people, including Sony Pictures, uh, even some banks like Goldman Sachs, JP Morgan, um, an awful lot of very uh, established companies put an awful lot of money into a startup that was going to focus on short form video streaming content. So this was all a platform unto itself, all original content up there by, you know, mm. people like Steven Spielberg, their own commission stuff, not user generated stuff at all. Ah, so, so not, not, not a TikTok kind of a thing, no. not a short video, but made by People who make media for a living. Yeah, Netflix ah. originals in short form, everything less than 10 minutes. Aimed at millennials, aimed at people on the go. Uh, a lot of very novel ideas for shows that certainly wouldn't get greenlit anywhere else. One of my favourite ones, well, favourite, that stood out was Murder Home Renovators. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's just, you know, how do people pitch this? They just sit inside and like come up with a title. And you get told, oh, yeah, here, here's a couple of hundred thousand dollars. Go make six episodes. Yep. So they had a swathe, an absolute slew of titles 
um, to be released. However, six months later, it is being shut down. Started in April, closing down uh, the 1st of December officially. Um, Yep, the founders came out and said, you know what, we were wrong. Uh, But do you know what? I don't think they were as wrong as they thought. Mostly because if you generate content aimed at people on the go, people aren't going anywhere. Uh, yeah, it's been a, a bad year for targeting anything at people on the go. It certainly has. Yeah. So it, it was kind of doomed thanks to pandemic, but also it was a case of boomers trying to tell kids how to enjoy themselves. Oh, oh, oh that's bad. Here's another one for you, because, you know, I like a conspiracy theory. Yeah. OK. They raised one point what billion? One point seven billion. 1.7 billion they raised in a company mm-hmm. and a project and within a year it shut down. Yeah. Where did the 1.7 billion go? Well, yeah, I mean, they will say, okay, platform development, content, but that is not where 1.7 billion goes. There is a lot of money floating around there. Yeah, exactly. So I'm come a little bit, hmm, hmm, rip off. Possibly. Yeah. Yeah. Ah. And what's interesting uh, about their content offering in the end was that they did start adding things like, you know, live streaming kind of user generated stuff just Mm. to sort of show that, look, we are interested in in engaging with people. And in the in the sort of the postmortem, the the, uh, consensus seems to be that, you know what, if Quibi was a YouTube channel, this would be great. You know, this would be stuff that you would go and you'd watch and, you know, but they wanted it to be Netflix. They wanted people to to spend $7.99 a month on uh, ad supported subscription, $4.99 a month uh, without ads and a 90 day free trial. However, once people finish the 90 day free trial, how many people do you think would be required to keep up a service like that. Oh, goodness, goodness knows. As, as a percentage? Uh, I would say that, well, I mean, if if they are um, um, uh, touting anything more than 10%, they're crazy. Well, do you know what? They they managed 7%. Okay, all right. Well, then that's not too bad. It's, 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 it's not great, though, when 93% of people left your platform and there's no Yeah, but no that's, that's what happens. That's, that's, you, you would expect that uh, with, with, in business, that if you're putting something out there for free, at least 80% of the people will try it and, and just won't, won't buy it. Yeah, yeah, which I guess yeah. is why you introduce a free tier with ads as opposed to a lower price tier with That's ads. one way of doing it. And then the other thing is, you know, a three-month trial period is kind of, then you get used to having it for free. And then all of a sudden it's like it's another, I, yeah, I know eight quid or ten or a month is not much, but they build up. It's like you looking at your credit card statement and all those just eat statements coming in. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It adds up. It adds up. Listen, speaking of uh, our video and TV and things worth watching, um, uh, we're recording this on Thursday, but of course, uh, the podcast goes out on Friday and it goes out on RT on Friday as uh, well. And Friday is the day that Disney give us Mandalorian series two. Well, not even series two. It's kind of a continuation. So it's going from uh, chapter eight was the last one. So the first one will be chapter nine, 10 and so on and so forth. Oh, okay. Right. So is this going to like roll over across series like the, like the way they did with uh, the good place or is it, is it just going to be okay? Season one interrupted. Here we go. With the rest. Uh, exactly. Yeah, it's a continuation of the story. Yes. Okay. Right. 
All right. The only thing that I don't like, I'm saving this for Christmas for myself. I haven't, I haven't watched the first one. Okay. It's just been a, an astonishingly busy year. I know that sounds ridiculous, but uh, uh, so much change. Uh, mm. That's why it's been busy. So but I haven't been watching uh, too much TV. Uh, but Mandalorian 1, I'd love to see. It's all up there. And then Mandalorian 2 is out now, but I'm not going to watch it today. Okay. Why not? Because they're doing this thing of dropping one episode a week. Oh, the horror. Linear programming. Drives me, well, linear-ish in that it's there from Friday and you can watch it anytime you want after that. Like, you know, and it's like, no, if I'm going to get into something, I'm going to binge. Right. right. And that's what I want to do. And that's why I'm saving it for Christmas because the eight episodes will be out by the time we get to Christmas New Year. Hmm. Or maybe I should save it for January when we're back in lockdown. <laughs> yeah, yeah, inevitable. Well, do, do you know what and, I'm watching um, at the moment? And I, I'm, well, I'm loving it all over again. Go on. Um, Star Trek The Next Generation. Now, is this the original Star Trek The Next Generation? Well, not this is With Picard. Captain Picard. This is Picard. And it ran for 176 episodes over wow. seven seasons. That is Did reliable you- TV. Yeah, it certainly is. Uh, and you've got a long way to go if you're working your way through that. Did you watch the one on uh, on Amazon, the the new series, just called Picard? Uh, I have not. And uh, I, what I'm hearing is kind of mixed. Mm, I watched it. Yeah. And, you know, by episode five, I was wishing it was over. Oh, really? You know, for somebody who likes Star Trek... Mm. <laughs> You know, kind of, I just, I mean, maybe it's just been done to death. I don't know. Do you know mm. what I did enjoy? What? Uh, and it was another, went to, where was it? Uh, I think it was on Netflix. Um, Away. Okay. The, and that, the trip Hillary to Mars Swank. jobby. Uh, Hilary Swank, yeah. So she's kind of playing the part of a, a captain of the first manned mission to Mars. Mm-hmm. Um, and the story is kind of, I mean, it's a sci-fi setting. I like a lot of sci-fi now, to be fair, it's more about human relationships and, you know, kind of um, um, uh, how we react in certain situations. Mm. And that particular situation is she is, you know, on her way to Mars and there is no way she can really keep in touch with her family or go back to her family or her daughter needed her help. And she was very upset because she wants to be there for her daughter. But obviously, even if she turned the tin can around, it would still take six months to get back. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that kind of a way. Um, a lot of people giving out about it. Because they're saying it's not sci-fi enough. It's interesting. Yeah, yeah, but there's an awful lot of stuff in it that's not. I mean, if you're anyway scientifically minded, you're going to look at it and go, that's impossible. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> or or nobody, nobody's even thinking about those things. That's mm. irrelevant. Um, I thought that they did a nice job on the effects with the ship uh, internally, externally. Uh, with all the takeoff scenes, the scenes on Earth and stuff like that. I thought it was a little bit dodgy when they were doing, quite normally, they do their gravity-free um, uh, movements and when they're floating around the ship. They normally do it quite well, but there are other times when it's a bit dodgy, especially when they're walking. Right. <laughs> and you can see they're just slow-motion walking. Right. Okay, <laughs> that's not great. <laughs> but uh, the thing that made me laugh uh, most about it all was that uh, they their principal mode of communication for the first half of the trip to Mars was phone. Hmm. And it was like, you know, kind of this this woman who's the captain of the first manned mission to Mars basically had an iPhone and her daughter would just pick her up and call her whenever. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's kind of like, you know, oh, I fell off my bike. I have to go to hospital. I've got a new boyfriend. He wants to sleep with me. What should I do? Do you know these kind mm-hmm. of things? Like, <laughs> yeah. And when you're that far away, it's like, ah. 
Yeah. yeah. But I enjoyed it. Very, very light entertainment. Kind of thing where it's, I wouldn't call it real sci-fi. It's kind of sci-fi light. Okay. Well, you know, in these times when we're all a bit miserable and something light is, is just fine, maybe maybe that's a tonic. Brand. Now, listen, what else, what else have you got uh, in the news? Uh, okay. Um, actually, have you got one, one more? Well, I don't want to say one more thing because that's, that's something we, we occasionally <laughs> reserve for the, for the end of the show. But you got some European news. Uh, yes, yeah, some European. Now, I'll do this real quickly because I want to get into the uh, the Surface Book uh, uh, review now in a second. But uh, very briefly, the European uh, Electronic Communications uh, Directive is coming, or code, I think it is, uh, is coming into effect on the end of December. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, and this covers a number of things. So for me, like I'm very much into digital radio, and this is the piece of EU legislation, which means that uh, DAB radio will be fitted as standard with all new cars throughout the European Union, including Ireland. Mm. Okay. Um, it also means, now I'm not exactly sure, but it'll bring, you know, kind of if you're using a, your smart speaking, you're able to make calls. Do you're able to say, hey, call mom. I don't mm-hmm. think we use it so much in Ireland that we use it more in the States. But for anybody who is using it in Ireland, that those kind of phone calls will now actually come under this new European Communications Code. Uh, but the good thing is that there is news this week that in the UK who are leaving the EU are going to implement uh, a certain part of this Communications Code. And it's the part where mobile telephone networks will not be able to lock your phone to their network. Ooh. So that means that at the moment, if you have a phone and it's locked to Vodafone or to Tesco or whoever, you are able to call up and say, look, I want the phone unlocked. And it's usually after two years or or whatever it happens to be. They won't be able to do that uh, from the start of January next year. It's in the news at the moment that the UK are going to be doing that, but it's actually based on that uh, European Communications Code, which Ireland is fully signed up to. So even though we're not seeing it in the Irish news, I imagine that the uh, uh, the bods over in the Department of Communications um, are uh, going to be implementing that here in Ireland as well. That's fascinating. Let's see what it does for uh, the cost of handsets. There you go. Well, yeah, but I don't think it'll make too much of a difference with, with the, the cost of handsets because you can lock the... F- they're locking the phone to the network, but you still have a legal paper contract that says you are buying this phone on a higher purchase scheme from Vodafone. Hmm. So you still have to make the payments to Vodafone. And if you sign up for a two-year contract, you're still tied into the two-year contract. Mm. But they just can't physically lock the uh, uh, lock the phone. I mean, fair is fair. Do you know what I mean? Mm. The thing is, at the end of it, and I've had this many times, at the end of the thing, and the phone is three years old, and you want to give it to a kid or to a cousin or whatever it happens to be, and um, and trying to get it unlocked so they can use it on another. You've got to ring them or send an email, and then they've mm. got to they'll, they'll wait seven days, and then they'll send you back a code, and then... you messing you know yeah Yeah. anyway there we go that's the news for this week uh let's uh take a second and start toys talking toys in a minute this is tech central your weekly tech podcast from ireland's techcentral.ie 
Now, for the last couple of weeks, Niall has had his hand on Microsoft's Surface Book 3. A very, very expensive bit of kit because they sent you over their top-of-the-line um, laptop, which is two and a half grand. Am I right? Well, you know, the, the upper-end model is two and a half grand. Yeah. But let's, push a, let's put a bit of shape, a bit of context on this because you, we all know Microsoft has wanted to be Apple the last few years when Satya Nadella came on uh, you know the company very much changed its focus and Mm. part of the devices that it started wheeling out were very kind of premium feeling you know like the uh, first few generations of the Surface Pro were eh not great the Pro 3 oh this is fantastic and for evermore the the uh, Surface Tab Pro um, has been fantastic now, then Microsoft came out with the Surface Book, which uh, they pretty much took the lessons of the Surface uh, Pro 3 and went, you know what, we're going to make the world's best laptop. You, you, you think you want a MacBook Pro? You do not. You want a Surface Book. So they went off and they made a laptop that looked quite, quite stunning. It was quite unusual. It had that sort of iconic coiled hinge Uh, on the back, which um, they say is to do it sort of, it it has a dual function of keeping the the screen sort of free of scratches, but also there's sort of a cooling element uh, there as well, apparently. Uh, And you sort of looked at it and it had that sort of flat magnesium design. uh, And of course, it's a hybrid device. So uh, the screen comes away from the the keyboard, uh, Hmm. sort of brings down the the spec ever so slightly, but there it is. Um, And uh, it is, by all accounts, a very nicely done piece of equipment. However, what was very nicely done a few years ago may not be very nicely done now, uh, partly because a lot of the innovations Microsoft uh, unveiled in the Pro, uh, in the Surface Book, have actually become mainstream features with other manufacturers because, as we know, um, Microsoft is very good at open sourcing uh, or rather making its software available to uh, manufacturers. Mm-hmm. And part of that was um, to do with things like the trackpad, which which was particularly popular at the time for its, for its accuracy. Right now, kind of everyone, you know, making a PC these days can have access to that. So... How has Microsoft sort of kept up with all these other developments? Well, uh, for a specy perspective, for somebody else that's like yourself, Dusty, uh, let, let me hit you with a few of these. Mm-hmm. Uh, it comes with a 3240 times 2160 display, uh, which has a 3 to 2 aspect ratio, which I felt was slightly unusual when I opened it up because we're used to 16 to 9. Mm. Um, so uh, a 3 to 2 is all is kind of, it takes it's a, a little boxy, isn't it? A little bit boxy, yeah. Mm. Uh, it comes with a quad-core 10th gen Intel Core i7 1065-67 Ice Lake processor. Mm-hmm. It has an NVIDIA GeForce GTX 1160 GPU with Max-Q design and 6 gigs of DDR6 memory, uh, which is great for someone who wants to get stuck into video. Uh, and it's also got a 256 gig SSD. Now, that's... The model I was working off, which was a 13-inch model, comes in a 15-inch as well. Um, from a, an I.O. perspective, uh, you're going to enjoy this because you were talking about uh, you, your, pretend, your perennial gripe is not having enough ports on things and the, the reduction in number of ports on various laptops and devices. 
So this comes with a USB-A, USB-C, uh, two Surface Connect ports, which are which you can run a 4K display off one. So you could potentially run two 4K displays and still have your, your regular monitor. It has an XDSC card reader, full-size card reader. Um, you don't see that too often these days. And uh, you're going to love this 3.5 millimeter headphone jack. Yay! <laughs> Which is in the most awkward place possible, but uh, it's still there. Where is it? It's, it's on the uh, it's on the top of the, yeah, the screen, it's, isn't it's it? Up the top. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's uh, yeah, it's not great, uh, but it's still there, which is which is important. Um, now, so was it any good? This is a question. Uh, oh well, yeah, tell me tell me about. Firstly, you were just you were talking about the aesthetics of mm. it uh, uh, and the look and the feel of it. Yeah. How did it? How did it look in real life? And how did it feel when you touched it? Yeah, uh, in real life, yep, fine. Uh, the magnesium finish is really nice. It has sort of a, a, a lovely tactile quality to it, um, sort of contrasting the the casing with sort of the the regular silvery Microsoft logo uh, on the back of the screen. That was really nice. Um, color wise, not really a huge fan of it. I do think it looks kind of plasticky, even though that's the effect they were they're going for. Um, the keys, though. Uh, 1.5 millimeter travel, which is great for somebody that is a touch typist like yourself. Um, it's a, it was also super comfortable to use. Uh, and yep, the trackpad was very good. Again, it's nothing special by today's standards and some people might find it a little small, um, but the responsiveness on it is really good. So that's still very much a, a plus. So All in right, terms now- of my initial experience, that was pretty nice. But here's the thing. Uh, because it's a it's a hybrid device, you want to know how accurate it is to release the screen, how solid the screen is in place, and how easy it is to to put back. So there's a release button. So you hit the release. There's sort of a, a second, and then it kind of pops up, almost out of its housing, uh, which is quite pleasant and quite novel. You uh, take the screen out, and that's fine. Uh, the technology that they use on it is called muscle wire. Uh, and I tell you, that screen is not going anywhere once it's um, once it's in place. I mean, it is, <laughs> it is rock solid. Like you can barely, you know, move it to see that it's a hybrid device in the first place. Oh, good, good, good. Excellent. That would worry me slightly, you know, with yeah. it being flimsy, you know. And for putting it back, the magnets are super strong. So, uh, you know, it slots back into position really easily as well. So uh, in terms of it becoming a hybrid device, yes, uh, it absolutely is delivers a fantastic uh, user experience on that front. And of course, uh, you don't have to put the screen back in the orientation you took it off, right? So if you have one version of the uh, of the laptop looking at you as, as normal, you can take the screen off, turn it backwards, and then reattach it. And then you've got like a, a fully featured, fully uh, specced out laptop with sort of the coiled so with the the coil delivering sort of a yeah, nice so if you want to watch a movie or something it's perfect isn't it if you want to watch a movie or if you yep. want to use it as a tablet as sort of a drawing tablet or something like that you can do that as well so you know exactly well I tell you exactly where that is perfect go ahead when you're flying do you remember airplanes? They have big iron things that go in the sky. Yeah. Take I, you to exotic places. Um, but unfortunately, as you know, the, the, the room between seats is not, is not great. And when you're trying to work on a laptop, it's a nightmare. However, when you've got the laptop the opposite way around, it's perfect for watching movies. Yep. Yeah. 
That's true. Bring your own. Don't have to worry on the in-flight service. If there is one. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you yeah. sound like somebody who never flies Ryanair. I <laughs> uh, hear. Let's, let's not go down that route. Pardon the expression. Anyways, anyways how was the uh, Surface Book 3 to actually use? To actually use. Um, yeah, I very much enjoyed it, but the screen took a while to get used to and the cameras on it were actually excellent. I think there is a, an 8 meg and a 5 meg uh, camera and, you know, it would it would shame you if you, if you didn't have your makeup done that day. I tell you, every pore shows up on that screen. It is it is super, super sharp. Um, so, uh, yep, the cameras were a big win. Mm-hmm. Um, as I said, the the coils were uh, the coiled was actually a win. I didn't think it would be. Uh, it's kind of a, it makes sense in terms of what mm-hmm. it does. Personally, I think it's it's kind of a dated look, oddly enough, because this was one of the selling points of the Surface Book when it came out, and because the Surface Book design hasn't changed, um, it it kind of looks exactly the same. Like I mean, when the MacBook Pro came out last year, uh, and even this year with the with the revitalized models, you're like, oh, that's a that's a new design. Actually, you know, it's it's kind of interesting. I, I want to try that. You know, because the Surface Book has looked pretty much the same since the first generation. It's it's hard to deliver that same sense of excitement. So it's, it's a fantastic piece of kit then, which you're very happy with, but the look is just starting to get a little dated, but you do have that functionality of being able to rip off the screen and use it as a, as a tablet, sh- should you wish. Yeah, absolutely. Now, there there is one thing that previous generations of Surface Book has fallen prey to, and that was cooling. Um, now, this time around, Microsoft did something that was really interesting in order, in order to test how hot it was getting, uh, because I know this is a, a problem that's been leveled at the current generation of MacBook Pros. I don't know, is it the 16-inch or is it the smaller version as well that the criticism is that they get kind of loud and noisy? I, uh, I, I don't know. I, 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 I've been looking. Re- I'm very interested to hear what, what happens here because uh, one of the things I have definitely heard about the 16-inch MacBook Pro, because I was thinking of getting one, was it can be noisy, particularly yeah. if you're using it for quite a while or doing video editing. So how does the uh, Microsoft version uh, stack up against that? Yeah, well, there's two there's two cooling systems in it, basically. There's one for the, the tablet and there's one for the uh, for the base. And uh, the base one sort of comes out in front of the in front of the screen, and the tablet one comes out at the sides the way that that you would expect with the with the Surface Pro. Uh, and they're both very unobtrusive; they're they're kind of fanless, uh, so they're very quiet as well. And um, they can get warm under you know reasonable workloads. But the way Microsoft tested this was they asked college students to carry them around in their regular backpacks, and then get back to them and say, "How warm did it get?" Was it uncomfortable? Could you live with it? And what did the colour students say? Well, evidently they said it was all right because it's come mm-hmm. to market. All right. Okay. <laughs> oh, okay. Fair enough. Uh, tell me what I did. So the, the, noise wise, not really an issue because there's no real fans in there. Yeah, not really an issue for, for me. No, I didn't. Uh, I didn't I have okay. to say I, I wasn't running two 4K uh, screens off it. So I didn't give it quite the maximum uh, uh, amount of uh that you um, could, you could have I overall could have. if you if you had two and a half grand spare would you buy one okay well look uh, the macbook pro does come in slightly cheaper mm-hmm. uh which uh, surprised me uh the model that i tested was worth 
1849 euro and uh, maxed out they go up to sorry the base model on the 15 goes up to 2649 mm. uh, pretty much go go from there um would i drop 1900 euro on this no i wouldn't mm-hmm. uh, i i you know i appreciate the whole ultimate laptop sort of goal i can see what mm-hmm. microsoft are going for but i think it's just overpriced for what you get and i don't think there's enough innovation um in the package to justify that kind of price tag. Whereas I would consider it, I think price would be a a huge issue, but I'm finding that a lot of people are moving away from Mac onto PC now because PC just as a platform is really solid and stable for, for content creators. So whereas, you know, kind of maybe a decade ago, you'd be crazy if you tried video editing on PC, Uh, everybody was doing these things on, on Mac because that's where it was at seems to be changing now and the advantage is that uh if you do it all on pc because at the moment i'm working i I do all my admin on pc i do all my creative work on on a mac and i need both Hmm. it will be very interesting for me to have just one yeah so that's why i would kind of consider it but i mean if you're talking about a difference between because i'm not rich um but fortunately i have a business so i i I can afford to spend two grand on a laptop but would i spend two and a half i don't know yeah. Well, you know, I have to to look at things from a slightly different perspective because um, I'm I'm remote working from home all the time now. And I have a 15 inch laptop that I'm very happy with that I spent about 900 euros on. Um, do I want to spend twice that on a laptop that for me will deliver pretty much the same results? Uh, it's It's a bit too rich for my blood. Oddly enough, would I spend the same amount on a Mac? Hmm. I would hmm. pause. Hmm. It all depends on what what you want these things for. Do you know what I mean? Like, uh, you know, uh, uh, any half these, uh, the majority of people, it's surfing the web, email, uh, Word, documents, that kind of Excel or whatever. And, you know, almost any laptop can can, can handle that kind of stuff. When you're getting into the heavier stuff, you know, like, you know, kind of graphics editing or video editing or stuff like that, you do need a a fair bit of horsepower for that. Mm. But anyways. Yeah. We shall wait and see. Um, shall I get you to give it a score out of 10 for the Surface Book 3? Out of 10? Well, do you know what? I can give it a score out of 5. You, know, you do like a star thing. I'd, I'd probably give it... I'd give it a 3.5. I, w- I would knock uh, off for price and design. All right. Okay, grand. All right. Well, listen, Niall, uh, I'm glad that you enjoyed the uh, Surface Book 3. And I'm sure Microsoft, after hearing that, will be straight around to your house to take it away again. <laughs> uh, I imagine Probably so. already have. They have done already. Yes. <laughs> there you go. With oh, baseball well, that's, that's the worst thing about being in this business, because you get all the really, really cool tech for review, and then they always come and take it away again. It's so annoying. How whatever. <laughs> Thanks for keeping us up to speed on it anyway. Now, that is it for our show this week. Do remember you can get the lowdown on all things tech in Ireland with hourly updates, daily newsletters and more at our website, techcentral.ie. And of course, listen to us each week online or Fridays on DAB Digital Radio with RTE Radio One Extra. Until next time, from myself, Dusty Rhodes and from Niall, thanks so much for listening and have a great weekend. Get Tech Radio. Subscribe for free with iTunes or download on demand at techcentral.ie. Tech Radio is produced by digitalaudioproductions.com. Thank you for